Hi, everybody. My name's Mary Beth. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. And I want to thank Layla for asking me to speak. I really appreciate it. Um, when I'm asked to speak or when members are asked to speak, it kind of gives me and others a chance to review where they are in the program and look at what's important and what's uh, what I've let go and how far I've come and what I need to improve on. So it's it's really a, when you do that service, it's really a service to yourself also. I'm gonna turn this uh, little thing off here that says I'm being recorded. Okay, um, so first of all, I wanted to thank Layla for asking me. Second, I wanna welcome any newcomers that are here at this meeting today. Um, it's good idea for newcomers to come to at least three meeting, at least six meetings. The, the more meetings, the better in the beginning to see if this program is for you and go to different kinds of meetings, go to in-person meetings, hybrid meetings and Zoom meetings to see what works for you. And uh, there's so many facets to this program that it's important to try to uh, find out as much as you can before you decide whether this program is for you or not. Um, and the more meetings you give to uh, come to, I think will give you a lot of hope about how you can recover from this debilitating disease. So I was asked to speak on step one. Uh, we admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. And the way I see it is there's two parts to this uh, step. It's the first step, it's the beginning. Oh, I wanted to qualify. Um, my qualifications were, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous for over 50 years. I came in 1973 and it's 2024 now. So I've actually been in OA for over over 50 years, which is a, a major accomplishment, but I haven't, I haven't been consistent. There's been years that I have not been in the program, but for the most part, I have been in the program and in uh, recovery. And uh, they also, the, the latest, uh, continual abstinence that I've had uh, was four years. I've had four years of how abstinence and my my date is really fun. It's really a fun day because it's January 1. So it's pretty easy to remember my abstinence date, you know, what, January 1, um, four years ago is when I started. So I just celebrated that. Um, and it was funny because I was in a meeting when I celebrated it on Monday the 1st and uh I was just sitting there yodi doing along and then they ask everybody to qualify at the meeting. And I was like, oh my God, four years of abstinence. It was kind of, it was kind of like, I didn't really have it in the forefront of my mind. It kind of just came to me while I was in the meeting. So it was sort of fun, sort of a fun thing. Um, so let's see, my top weight was 268 and uh, my bottom, my, in the last, the last few years of my recovery, my bottom weight has been 167.6. And today I'm about, uh, what am I? Um, today, I actually, did I write it down? Oh no, I didn't write it down. Um, I'm on maintenance and um, I have a range that I stay in as, as it's around 175 to 180 pounds. And I'm 6'1", so it's, that's what my range is. Um, so that's that's pretty much it for the statistics. Um, okay, we admitted we are powerless over food. So the first part of step one is we. 
And that is a really key for me because it is a we program. And if I could have done this recovery on my own, if I could have done it with the all the pro, all the things that I had tried, you know, the wiring of the jaw, jaw shut, the Jenny Craig, the all these different programs over the years, hypnotism. I mean, so many things tried different day, different starvation things and different kinds of drinks and all kinds of ways to release the weight, to take the easier, softer way to get to my goal. I would have, uh, I would have uh, done it, but it didn't work. So for me, it is a we program and it's a we of the group of all the people in OA who are willing to be part of a group, part of a, a group that wants recovery that wants relief from the disease of compulsive overeating. So that's, to me, that's so lovely because we're all on the same page. We all want the same thing. We all want recovery. We all want relief and we all want freedom. We all want freedom from this disease. And there's several uh, meditations in the For Today uh, meditation book on freedom. You know, how we get free from the compulsion of compulsive overeating and how we become free in so many areas of our lives by not having our focus 100% on our addiction, not having our focus 100% on food. So that's the we of the program. It's a, it's a group effort. We help each other the best we can. We listen the best we can and we take service and do service the best when, in, when I think it says, when you're available, when you can, and if you can, you we all do service. And that's why, you know, being speaker getter is pretty easy in a way because people who are really working the program and are obstinate and really on the ball, when they're asked to speak, as my old sponsor, Beverly B, used to always tell me, you always you always say yes. You always say yes to sponsor uh, to uh to doing service. Service is slimming and you should, you always say yes to service. So that's kind of just like, I mean, I've been kind of taught that over the years and I kind of, kind of got that. Um, so we're, so one, we, it's a we program Two, admit it, admitted that we're powerless and in the admission that we have, we haven't the answer. Uh, we haven't the answer. We've never had the answer. The, the answer is not in our repertoire of, uh, thinking or, uh, solutions to problems. Um, so we admit that we don't have all the answers. We admit that we're powerless over food and that food has a real hold on us. And, and, and kind of an example of that is I'd been abstinent for quite a long time. And my friend and I, who was in program, uh, went up to uh, Canada. And my mother had been telling me how great this high tea was in Canada. It was so great, you know, and uh, it's you've got to go to this hotel and have this high tea because it's just the best. Well, in the back of my mind, I knew tea didn't work for me. High teas or any other kind of tea really doesn't work for me because my thing is three weighed and measured meals, nothing in between. Now, if I go out, I'm, I don't weigh and measure when I'm out. But for the most part, I'll, I'll weigh my, my, uh, my, can you, can we say foods? For the most part, I'll weigh my, I mean, I'll measure my Oprah in every morning and I get a third of a cup. So for the most part, I'll weigh it. Um, measure my yogurt, measure my measure my foods, uh, so I know pretty much what I'm having. Um, 
So anyway, we go off to uh, Canada to have this high tea. And uh, there was a lot of signs. First of all, I was with a program person and she said, I don't think this is a very good idea, Mary Beth. And I said, no, 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 it'll be fine. Well, it'll be great. Well, it'll be fine. I really want to go to this place because my mother went there and she said how great it was. So we went. And then when we walked in, they said, well, you can't, you can't, you can't come in the dining room because you have running shoes on. Because in that, in those days, you had to be more formally attired to be in this dining room. So I, I said, oh, you know what? We came all the way from San Francisco and blah, blah, blah. And the upshot was, is I kind of talked them into letting us sit down. So we sat down and we had the high tea and it was a disaster because I ate all the sugary things that were not on my food plan. And I was really, really not feeling well at all from that because it makes you sick. If you've been abstinent for a while and then you eat sugar, it, uh, from my case, it made me sick. So anyway, I didn't feel good. So anyway, I said to myself after we left and went back to our hotel and all, I said to myself, okay, I had my sugar. I did it. That's it. I'm going to get abstinent tomorrow. I, tomorrow will be my first day. And tomorrow came and I couldn't get abstinent. I had pro off program. And so I said, okay, well, I will do the, I will stay on my program until uh, I get home from vacation. And once I'm home from vacation, I will do, uh, go back to my abstinence. Well, I came back from vacation. It didn't work. I wasn't able to get abstinent. Well, the upshot of the whole thing, I won't go into the old gory details, but it took two years before I was able to surrender and admit I was totally out of hand. My food was totally out of hand. And I had no uh, contact with my higher power. And what was fortunate was at least I was able to call someone in program. Eventually, after two years, I was able to call them. And they suggested that we go to a meeting. And we went, I believe she picked me up and we went to a meeting. And I was able to start from day one again and start my abstinence again. So I guess the point is, is a powerlessness. I was totally powerlessness powerless and I lost my contact with my higher power and that it's not only powerless over food because that's what it said that's our addiction I admitted we are powerless over food <clears throat> but I've also found out that when I'm abstinent uh sometimes I turn to other things like watching tv or uh uh buying things or you know doing things that um you know in in the past uh People have, cho have, ch have turned to gum or people have turned to uh, uh, sugars, uh, not the not sugar, but the uh, sugar substitutes. And people have turned to other things and substituted uh, their the addictions. And I certainly have done that. And I've done that with shopping. I really, well, I'm abstinent from food, but whoopee, you know, I've got this Visa card and I can, you know, buy a lot. So I have to watch that too. I have to watch slipping into other um addictions um and then and then the second part that's the first part the admission of powerlessness and the second part is that our lives have become unmanageable and i think you know when we are in the addiction like i mentioned before when i am in addiction uh, my life is unmanageable it is unmanageable because i'm not connecting with my higher power i'm not doing the things that i need to do to keep and stay abstinent. I'm not going to meetings. As uh, I'm not uh, 
I'm not working the tools. I'm not reading the literature. I'm not praying and meditating. And I lose, I lose that contact. And once you, once I lose that contact with my higher power, then I'm very vulnerable. You become very vulnerable to the situations around you. And for me, I think it's kind of like being on a wave, being abstinent for me, is kind of like being on a wave. You're on the wave and everything's going fine, but you have to do the work along the way or you don't stay on the wave. You can fall off that wave. So, um, and then, then uh, when I fall off the wave, when I have in the past, it, my life has become unmanageable. Like I said, um, constant, concentrating on eating, concentrating on food rather than concentrating on living life. And then when I'm with people, I'm concentrating on the food rather than the sociability or the person that I'm with. So I lose a lot of the good qualities that I have when I am uh, when I make food my God, when I make food number one in my life. So um, so yeah, so admitting that admitting that when I'm in the food, my life is unmanageable. And and it is. So so the first uh, step is honesty and uh, principle. The first principle of the first step is honesty. And what is really beautiful about the steps is they all have a principle. And what I desire to do is to live by the principles in our program. There's 12 principles for the steps. There's 12 principles for the traditions. There's principles for the concept. And I'm not sure, but I think there might be 64 or 68 principle, uh, con, um, spiritual principles for concepts, for the uh, steps, and for the traditions. So each one... Each one has a uh, a, uh, a spiritual principle. Each step, uh, which is which is really good, and the, for to keep my life on track, to to follow with follow along and to do work the principles as best I can. So step one is honesty. Um, so let's see. Yeah, and there's some notes that I took. Um. Yeah, admitting my powerlessness uh, and lack of willpower, and that's part of uh, part of being honest. Like that's what we say at the meeting: admit we are powerless over food. Our lives have become managed, and then we say we are a compulsive overeater at the meetings. Um, and that's getting to the honest part of what we really, really are. And once we get to that honesty part and admit what we are, then we can move on from there and and change and grow because we have choices. You know, we can stay in that part of uh, <clears throat> eating willy-nilly, whatever we feel like, whenever we feel like it, or we can ask for our higher power for help. We can ask for help in putting food in its proper perspective in our lives, putting food as a as a as a fuel. That's uh, five five left. Oh, thank you. To keep us going. Or we can, um, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, thank you. Well, I read this this morning and I, and I, I really liked it. It was in one of the, uh, <clears throat> one of the 24 hours a day meditation books. And I read this part and it's uh, the thought for the day. I uh, read it and it, it says, keeping abstinent is the most important thing in my life. The most important decision I've ever made was my decision to give up compulsive overeating. I am convinced that my whole life depends not on taking that first compulsive bite. Nothing in this world is as important to me 
as my own abstinence. Everything I have my whole life depends on that one thing. Can I afford to ever forget this even for one moment? And and that's I I like this uh I like this reading because it's really about step one and the admission that uh what is it? Um I'm I I have a higher power. I'm not that higher power. <laughs> and I love that. That that is, you know, that's really great. I could turn my will and my life over to the higher power, but I, and I'm not that power, power. But when I take it back, I know that I've lost my connection and that I need to surrender again. And just because I take it back doesn't mean I have to leave it that way. I can always make choices to take it back. So, um yeah, admitting the powerlessness is is a uh, is a key, and then um, and then later on in the steps, you know, I can't, God can, or higher power can. I think I'll let higher power and and we and I know sometimes in program people have had all kinds of higher powers, and I love it when we in one meeting I heard someone say that their higher power was love, and I thought that was so beautiful because that's that's what it's all about. You know, love, love ourselves, self-love, self-care, love our neighbors, love our higher power. And, and in program, that's what we learn to learn, love ourselves. Cause I know when I first came, I wasn't too crazy about myself and other people in program, the members were able to, and the fellows were able to love me even when I wasn't able to love myself. So, um, it's a it's a lifetime journey. We never reach the end, and we're constantly constantly improving, and that's that's the joy of it. You know the the aspect of there's so many facets of this disease. There's so much to learn. We never get to the end, and we're all traveling this road to recovery together. So thanks for letting me share. <laughs>